Balancing Death Kirk is a weekly KeyForge podcast focused on competitive play. The podcast is hosted by Kita Mode and Kodamarin. The show is here for listeners to gain a better understanding of how to evaluate decks, how to evaluate their own board position, and how to anticipate opponents' decisions. Without further ado, here's this week's episode. All right, welcome to another episode of Balancing Death Kirk. My name is Kira Mode. I am here with Kodamarin. How's it going? And today we are going to crack a pack. So here's how cracking a pack works. We are going to open a random booster. We've not seen it. And then we are going to give you instant analysis. We're going to put two minutes on the clock. And we are going to basically just talk out loud about what we see when we're doing this. Then we're going to have about five minutes where we are not on the clock. And we, you know, just talk about it. Where we're not looking at the Archon card. And then we're going to come back and bring the Archon card and see where we messed up. And for those that have not seen the uh a previous episode we have an episode called how to read an archon card that describes what we look for when we're reading these archon cards but this is more in practice and it's going to be an ongoing thing and we just want to crack a pack and see what we think so uh Kodamron, do you have the timer ready i do and remember we're only looking at the archon card for this analysis until we get to after the five minutes all right this is just our quick yeah. quick about it ready yeah go i'm ready all right so this is Stan, the witch of thirst I'm happy with Brobnar Shadows Disc. That's a really good split. I see bait and switch. Has bait and switch. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. most important card in the game is there. You got two cowards end. So you know you can deal with their board if got need be. I'm uh, seeing... Control the weak is something to pay attention to. I'm happy with War Drummer. I see five Brobnar. I see one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, six Disc and about five Shadows. So we're looking at about 16 guys. I might be off, but that's good. Um, let's talk board, board control. I'm happy with the coward's end. I'm happy with hand of this. We don't have a ton of board or or we don't have a ton of ability to make our own board from what I can see. I mean, Mm -hmm. the, the shadows guys look really soft. The disc guys look pretty soft. The Brobner guys are heavy, but there's only five of them, but we do have a lot of board. Toxin's the guy who's, who has three health reaps and then takes a card from them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not super happy with the, the board control here. But, I, I mean, uh, with building our board. Um, so I don't see, uh, let's talk about how we're going to make our own Amber. How are we going to win this game? Uh, I think it's primarily through Shadows. I mean, you got Bait and Switch, Ghastly Hand, Miasma. Double Nerf Blast is really annoying. And then you I got Hot Sacrifice. That's stuff. a lot of like, instant Amber generation that you can do there. Um, Brobnar doesn't have a ton of Amber generation. Dis has a decent amount, actually. You got Control of the Weak. You got Pandemonium. Dust, um, Dust Imp I'm happy with. But I, I just think the board control in this is really powerful. Just mm-hmm. like if you just look at the Brobnar and the Dis, you have three Fates, you have um, two Cowards End, and you got Hand of Dis on there. And then you can also control the Weak if you need to just buy yourself a turn. You got the Double Nerve Blast and Shadows. Like that, That's a pretty good base for a deck. All right, put, the, put the card down. Card down. Right, card yeah, down. Put it down. Right. So I'm really happy now that I'm not looking at it. I would be afraid of the of the two cowards end and the bait and switch. Playing against this deck sounds terrifying, right? Yeah, three fates is a kick in the nuts too. Because if you have like dominators or shadow self, they just die because they're generally bigger than anything else people have. Three three fates is name a number, kill all guys of that number. No, you're thinking of a different card. Three fates is the one that just says the three biggest dudes on the board. Oh, all die. that's so good. Okay, yeah. And this deck doesn't have a lot of big guys. Yeah. Mm. So I think if I were playing against this deck, 
the number one thing that I'm looking at is their board is trash. So you should be able to win the board control game. What you probably want to do is you want to force the board control to come out at the wrong times. Like you want someone to play coward's end when you're only up three creatures and you want people to play three fates when they have to sacrifice one of their own guys to do so. Well, here's the problem with that. This whole deck, sure, it can control the board and it's going to wipe the board a bit. Um, but the coward's end is never going to hit. It, it, kill, it kills undamaged guys, right? Yeah. So it's always going to hit every one of your shadow guys. It seems like they're all at two or three health. You know what I mean? It's going to most hit most of your probably gonna hit your dust imp you're happy about that but it doesn't seem like whenever you play your coward's end it wipes most of the board if not the entire board yeah so part of playing against this too would be you probably want to pepper a little bit of damage on your own guys like it might considering that the deck doesn't have a whole lot of big bodies was it might be in your best needle? uh i believe there was a secret needle what's nerve blast do there were two of them nerve blast is you steal one and if you steal it then you get a deal two damage to a guy Two damage or one damage? Okay, so that's that's good for hitting like your toxin or something. Maybe you use it on your own guy. I don't know. I'm thinking if you have like twin bolt emission, you might twin bolt one of their guys, but then twin bolt one of your own guys. So that mm. way, like a big troll or something. Just so that way you don't get completely blown out by coward's end. And, and you want to bait it into undesirable spots. That That's probably how you play this. So play we're talking it. a lot of... We're talking a lot about the coward then, and I think that's really important to look at because there's two of them. That's terrifying. But there's also the bait and switch, and like there are, I don't see any bad discards, but you know, I didn't see any of the, any of the big name cards. And there's like good key denial in this too. You well, have okay. Well, you got so you got two copies of Nerf Blast, obviously uh, Miasma. Then you also have Pandemonium. There was so, there's um, unguarded camps or whatever that one is um, that. That if you have a bigger board, it captures a whole bunch of amber on your guys. That that's a board no. control in Brobnar. That's kind of that amber control in Brobnar. That's kind of good. Okay, yeah. So like it has like kind of the pieces you want for a deck. Now, I mean, this isn't a deck that I think would be super relevant in like a tournament setting, but I do think that this deck would be really powerful and sealed, and actually would be a pretty good draft choice as well. One that you might consider bidding a little bit of chains for. Anyways, I think this is about the time where we should bring the deck back in. So we, we've talked the last few minutes or so um, without the deck looking at us. So now we're going to go back and see where do we mess up? What cards uh, do we need to actually brush up on? Because in a theoretically a draft or a sealed event, if this is your deck, you're going to actually be able to look at the cards. And there are certain cards that we didn't fully remember what they did, such as I don't remember what Creeping Oblivion does. Creeping Oblivion? Um, you can purge up to two cards from a discard pile, and you get an amber. It, it seems like a utility card. It's not terrible, but you know, it it's doesn't an seem to do a whole lot. It is what that it's is. It's a what? It's an answer to Yeah. It's so there, there are certain version effects where someone has Witch of the Eye. You might want to use that. Um, what else? One thing what I'm happy that? to see in here is the Seeker Needle. I think the Seeker Needle is very strong for pinging your two health guys with Elusive and getting them safe from coward's end okay. you know that's the solution we had been looking for also the war drummer like maybe just play the war drummer pick up all your guys and then play cowards and then play a bunch of guys if i'm remembering correctly ganger chieftain is the one that says when he comes into play you untap a guy and then you fight with them right yeah ready and fight a neighboring guy which is phenomenal 
So um, actually, the, the Brobnar has some pretty explosive plays then, right? If you can stack up Brobnar creatures, you can conceivably have a situation where you just like mass fighting with the Brobnar dudes and you war drummer to bring them back and then refight with them. So you they're, they're war- stuff there. I see Warsong with two Ganger Chieftains. I really like that. Every time you fight, you get to get an Amber. Yeah, I just wish we had bigger guys in the other factions. I think the Terrors of five and Dodgers of five. And brother, yeah, they're both fives. We have brothers in battle, which lets you fight with other guys. And Wait, that, that how that works? I thought brother battle. in battle was a banner. What does it no, do no, exactly? Like, in, what's the exact text? Choose a house. For the remainder of the turn, each friendly creature of that house may fight. And I don't think oh, okay. your shadows and disguise feel like fighting, because except for Dodger and Umbra, but the two Naughties and the Nexus don't feel like fighting. Yeah, um, um, I didn't notice this initially. This deck has Drumble in it. It does. That, that's a pretty mean card too. You have Drumble and you have Shaffles. Like the the key control in this deck is actually pretty impressive. I think it's just fragile. I think if you're up against a deck that wants to try to race you, you might be doing well. Um, I, I'm happy with this deck. Um, yeah, yeah. This I, deck is I would like, play this deck. Yeah, you're, you're right. Racing decks, probably not something you want to play against, but actually decks that have that really need a board to operate, those decks are probably the most vulnerable to this deck because you can just wipe them really easily. No, I was actually saying, I think you could fight a race. I think, I think this deck has tools. I think there's a lot of tools in this deck. I'm happy with it. All right, cool. Yes, yeah, so we stand the Witch of Thirst. Yeah, well, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to have this deck uploaded. It's going to be on Twitter. It's going to be on Facebook. So at the start of the episode, you'll obviously be able to look at all of it. It'll be in the description. Um, and that's how we're going to do all these episodes. It just quick takes. How do we quickly evaluate a deck when we do this? And uh, we'll see you <laughs> next time. Thanks.